Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you're on Twitter? Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Very much like if you subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. Um, and I would like to... I read a review, and oh, I'm very okay. happy to have read a review. And it just said this. Great podcast, guys. It's pronounced Jeff Brom uh, like Tom. Thank you. Honestly, I like, pronounce it Brom. Yeah, I, I guess I have not. No, you like I, you don't. Do you and, pronounce you, it? And, and the funny thing is, you thought I was doing it on purpose. I did. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that, we were completely not on the same Whatever. page. You've that. probably said the word Brom, Brom. I don't know, a couple hundred times in the year that, years that we've been doing this. So if I said the last name 100 times what what would be the split you think like all brome i think it was all brome oh really yeah okay i think so well now it's gonna be all brom brom like tom brom like tom for it's our purdue fans yeah so hey uh potential another listener so i was remember in the last cast we were talking about your family listening and i said well my family doesn't listen they want to hear me talk right my sister ended up listening to that cast the first one she's ever listened to and she said (laughs) Heard the part about nobody's listening. Ironically, I was listening the, for the first time. But I said, well, what'd you think? Well, I stopped listening shortly after that. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, sis. <laughs> Anyways, um, but we're still picking up listeners. Yes. And the numbers are good. They're just not from my family. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I just need to, I just wish I had more family members, I guess. That would really help the numbers. Yeah, I guess it fault. would. So, All right. So we have got... Uh, 12 games to get into um, one Big Ten Big Ten matchup and then um, 11 other Big Ten out of conference um, so we'll get to those in a little bit we just got a small unfortunate housekeeping I don't housekeeping no thank you sleeping housekeeping yeah I just list the major injuries only major ones where uh, guys are out for the entire year. So, unfortunately, running back Mike Epstein from Illinois out for the year with an undisclosed knee injury. They didn't say what it is. Lovey never does, but we're assuming it's an ACL. So, this is now four years out of five that poor Mike Epstein has ended his season with an injury. He blew out his ACL junior year in high school, had a healthy senior year, then foot injury game five of his freshman year in college, game five his sophomore year in college, same injury. And now an ACL this year. Wow, that's too bad. And he says he wants to come back and keep playing. Okay. I don't know. Sounds like Mike Dudek all over again. It's going to be like the bionic man by the time he comes yeah, back. Yeah, but best of luck to him. Yeah, I hope he makes it back for real. Yeah. All right, you want to just go ahead and get right into it? Yeah, let's jump in. Man. All right, so as usual, we are doing chronological order, starting with the earliest games, going to the latest games, with one exception which will be the Big Ten game of the week. So no matter yeah. where that game ends, we leave it to the end because that's just kind of how we do it. Uh, another thing I'd like to point out is that uh, we do our best to pick something for each game. So I would say, by and large, we are picking a winner against the spread. But we don't, we're not like hitting, we're not batting a thousand with that. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before. Do we skip some totals every now and then? Every now we skip then? one. Like we'll hmm. probably give you something to look at, whether it's an over or under or something silly like that. Um, so we'll do our best to always pick a line. But I, I guess what I'm saying is don't expect us to pick a line every single time. So we're basically just covering our ass when we forget to actually <laughs> make picks. I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So first game up, heck, let's just start out with the Cincinnati Bearcats, right? Yes, the yeah. Bearcats. Cincinnati Bearcats at the number five Ohio State Buckeyes. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on ABC. We kicked around making this the game of the week. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, it is a very good game. It's a good one to start out with, talk about, I think. So Buckeyes are favored by 17. The over-under is 53.5. What are you looking for in this game? Well, let's start with the the overall series. Ohio State leads 14-2. to okay. They have not lost a game versus Cincinnati in the last two centuries. Pre-1900 is the last time they lost a game to the University of Cincinnati. Makes about uh, makes sense. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So Ryan Day still has a lot to prove. So he wants to put some points up on the board, right? Yeah. Doesn't want to embarrass Luke Fickle. 
Hmm. Do you see him running oh, up the score here? Oh, like, let's say right, the, you're getting right into the kind of meat am. of it. Okay. I mean, I know I'm not saying they're just going to steamroll Cincinnati, but let's say it does get out of hand. They're not going to throw 63 up there, are they? <clears throat> I don't know. I I think he's going to do. They it. May? I, think, I think I think the cloth will do what the cloth <laughs> okay. has to do. Okay. I mean, but he 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 pulled off the gas last week. But this this is a man's game stuff. If it, it, I don't think Luke Fickle would be mad at Ryan Day. He would understand okay. Ryan Day's got a job to do, which is win the game and win yeah. the game as much as you want to because you got to work on things. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati coming off a uh, – they didn't exactly beat the brakes off of UCLA, but that is the third win versus a Power 5 team since – Luke Fickle has been there. Um, they've beaten mm. uh, UCLA twice and Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, the other loss was uh, it escaped Michigan. They got beat by Michigan. So, um, obviously, Cincinnati has shown the ability to beat Power 5 teams. And there's I, been times they've played the Buckeyes in the past and played them pretty tight. tough. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, it wouldn't surprise me to see that again, correct? And that's – is that – kind of what you're thinking too, I think or? Cincinnati can hang in there for a while I don't see them lasting all game I don't see this being very close by the end of the game no I like Buckeyes to cover really minus the points yeah I could be talked either way on this so this is definitely yeah. isn't one that I'm confident in um I did take Cincinnati and the 17 okay. points and I took the under 53.5 I feel better about the under this feels like it has the ability to be a lower scoring game than it For appears yeah. on the outside. Something that was with the the Buckeyes game last week versus FAU, the points were on the board as fast as can be with just <laughs> wide open reads, wide open reads in the yeah. running game, which by the way, I've rewatched that long run by Justin Fields. Okay. That was a long run by Justin Fields because Justin Fields is very good at tucking the ball and running okay. like, that might have been a 15-yard run or even a five-yard run to a lot of running quarterbacks. Like, I think he's that quick. Okay. Like, that's a thing to look out for. The other side of it is there was busted coverages by FAU. You just – Oh, yeah. There's guys that don't get that wide So open. you don't see that happening from a that's Luke Fickle defense. Right. I believe Cincinnati will, will play a much better defensive game. And even with FAU's struggles – on that side of the ball, they were able to limit the Buckeye rushing game. Not that the Buckeyes had big time issues running the ball, but they, they weren't running at will with Dobbins okay. and the crew. Um, so I just, yeah, I just see a muckier type of game that leads to, I like I said, I feel better about the under, but if you put a gun to my head, I think Cincinnati and the points. So I had the, the under when it was up at 55 and a half. Now it's moved down a little bit. Right. So I think, I think I'm switching to the over and you're going to switch back. Okay. Yeah. All right, next game up, also an 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on Fox Army going into the big house to take on number seven, Michigan. The Wolverines favored by 22.5. The over-under is 47. Maybe you've already looked, but I'm, I'm just okay. going to quiz you real quick. Over uh, So last week, Army beat Rice. Yeah, but they kind of struggled. Yeah. 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 Over-under passing yards, 50 yards for for army last week last week i don't they probably didn't have 50 did they over under uh, i'm going well no i'm gonna go over that yeah, 53 okay 53 yards passing okay they had like almost 300 yards rushing of course mm, but man grinded it out i mean that's not a i don't know how good rice is going to be this year quite honestly but army is a team that many people had ranked in the top 25 to yeah. start the year or right on the outside I know it's Army, but shouldn't you beat Rice a little bit more than 14? You should, yeah. They, they they were blowing people out by the end of the year last year, right. and this is basically the same team. Yeah, it's it's not a good first week for, for Army. Let's do a little history here. Uh, Dave Rebson tweeted out something really cool. Of the teams that have played Michigan at least eight times, only three have winning records. One is USC, one is Army, and then his question was, his quick quiz was, who's the third one? And it was Cornell. That have only played Michigan eight that times. That have played them eight times or more and okay. have a winning record against Michigan. You're it's only three me. teams. And Army's one of them. Do you know, <laughs> did, did, do you know what the overall record Army yeah, Michigan yeah. is? Army is five and four overall. Oh, so they Michigan. played Okay, so they played them nine times. But the interesting part is, Michi is still, yeah. Michigan's won the last four meetings. It so, started out. So five, Army owned the Wolverines for a while there. But the entire series took place between forty five and sixty two. 
But Michigan was good between 45 the, Yeah, they were. Michigan's always been good. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't that cool? Good pull, buddy. What do you think? Okay, Jeff Mockin, head coach, Army, right? Yeah. Born in Peoria, Illinois, attended Milliken University, okay, Decatur, Illinois. Um, I, these these uh, academy games are always so hard to predict, right? But, you know, Army, you just pointed out how one-dimensional they are. I think with as athletic as Michigan is, they're going to be able to, to slow that down, don't you? Yeah, um, that's weird. I just, for some reason, figured you were going in the other direction. I feel really? like... I feel like a lot of people, certainly a week ago before the games were played, I think everybody would have took Army in the points, you know, understanding it was going to be somewhere around yeah. 20 to 24 points. Now that they've seen Army play the first week, uh, people seem to be backing off on that a little bit. I'm backing off on that a little bit, partly because I've watched, I rewatched the the Michigan game last week where there are parts of Michigan's game that looked a little sloppy, sure, but yeah. their, their defense against the run look just fine their front seven is is obviously very good and by the way did you hear that Shea Patterson got injured probably on the first play like not not on the fumble on the fumble it sounds like he probably got a little dinged up there and wasn't himself so that maybe was part of the reason why McCaffrey McCaffrey was in there a lot yeah I did not know. You got to tell me these things before we start recording a podcast. All right, I'll try to do that next time. <laughs> so how how uh, how injured or healthy is he? I think he's healthy. I think okay. he's fine. By the way, I mean, he didn't look fantastic no. in the game, especially if maybe something was hurt. Um, like there, I know we kind of talked about it in the last pod, but like, there's a little bit of a skirmish between the Michigan fans and and uh, Shane and Patterson. Patterson. Well, they were they were booing him, right? That's What's- that's so strange. I don't get that at all. That just makes no sense. Um, but I think I think Army can score a few points. I don't think they're they're going to get that close here. I I like Michigan covering and I like the over a little bit. Really, don't love it. I I I like Michigan covering the twenty two point five more than I like the under, but I like the under as okay. well. I mean, this to me has. 35 to 7 written all Yeah, I can over see it. that. Sure. And and that's not under by a ton, but under enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't see enough points on the board yeah. there that Michigan would have troubles covering that. All right, next game up, another 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on FS1, our only Big Ten game of the week. I would like to point out this is the earliest Big Ten game in Iowa football history for date. Oh, earliest date. Okay, On earliest for a, a, a yeah. conference game. September 7th. In the year, September Correct. 7th. Wow, that's something. A little weird, considering lots of people have played earlier Big Ten games. For some reason, Iowa has skated through until this weekend. And you just think of, I'm thinking, I'm going way back to like the early days sure. of the Big Ten when just, it was just chaos. You right. played anybody whenever. Sure. I can't believe it's never happened before. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers Scarlet Knights at the number 20 Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa's favored by 19 and a half points. The over under is 49. Okay. Another quick one mm. for another, another quiz. Okay. I see it. See how you give do it here. to me. Okay. Last week, Rutgers Scarlet Knights had 554 mm-hmm. yards in total offense. Okay. True or false. Okay. That is more yards total than they had their last four games of the year last year in uh-huh. 2018 in total in total but, in total but real quick the okay. last four teams they played okay. last year michigan state wisconsin okay. michigan penn state Ooh. and michigan state Ooh. so i no i think i think they had more in those four games they <laughs> had to right <laughs> they did they had over a thousand yards okay <laughs> I, I, thought say, maybe I, was gonna get, I thought maybe i was gonna get you <laughs> well i was thinking Heck, maybe they had like 80 yards versus sure. Michigan. Yeah. I, I mean, I was I was generally curious. I wanted to go yeah. back and see uh, what the total was, but That's I thought maybe I'd try. I saw you something there, about them them scoring the th- they scored like 31 points in the second quarter, didn't they? Last yeah. week, yeah, just exploded. Okay, and it that was more points they scored in any game last year, except the opener versus Texas State. Yes. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. In one quarter, they did that. That's why I went up and looked up the the stat yeah. that actually hey, didn't wind up being a stat because I was actually curious, like, how many games did we have to go into yeah. the end of last year to get to 554 yards? Um, so one thing I'm very happy is that in the housekeeping items, you only uh, report on major injuries. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I was I'm very happy out. to see that 
Alaric Jackson wasn't a part. That's I was starting left tackle. He's, he's out, but not. It's for a couple. Sure. It's a couple weeks, but yeah. it was uh, knee grab the knee down. Oh, was it that bad? on okay. crutches off the field? It all signs pointed to blown ACL and that, and miraculously oh. he's he's okay. Anyways, but well, that's good to hear. Yeah, but uh, Alaric Jackson went out. They were actually already down. I was already down a starting guard before the game mm. even started last week. Uh, my brother and I joked, we talked earlier this week, there was guys playing uh, offensive line that had you told us he was a member of the Iowa football <laughs> team before last week, we would not have even known. Well, and a couple other guys are out this week, too. Yes. Um, yeah. A couple, D, couple D-backs. Yeah. Couple, we're still yeah, we're still down offensive linemen, so it's still kind of a Boy. patchwork offensive line. Makes this a little tougher. Um, this is kind of a, a, a funny story. Um <laughs> Not gonna be able to remember his name, but the ta- but one of the guards that came in, um, I think his last name is is it Shooty? I think it's Shooty. Oh, okay. And the offensive line coach Tim Polsek couldn't remember his name like a month ago, so he just called him Shooter. Okay, <laughs> like Shooter. Shooter get in yeah. So now they call him Shooter. <laughs> he is he couldn't... a walk on? Yes. Okay. Wow. And he played really good. Okay. Last week. Great. So, yeah. so he'll, is he playing again? I, he's got to play again. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting stuff. Here's a quick quiz for you. How many yeah. times has Iowa played Rutgers? Twice. No, it's once. 2016. Oh, before they, this. Oh, okay. Sorry. This will be the second time. Yeah, this is I the do. second time. Sorry. Okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. Only second year, but first time at uh, in Iowa City. Yeah. No, the score of that game. 14 to seven. Yeah. I, I had it written down here. Actually. Yeah, Gross, disgusting. But so my um, question is, well, obviously down a few players here. Yeah. Not at full strength. Are they going to treat this like one of those early MAC games that they play? <sighs> well, th- this will get a little bit of extra fire, I would think. It's a conference game. Yeah. Everybody wants I would to start out one and zero in conference, so it's not quite the same. But you got ISU. It does next have a week. unique, but it does have the look ahead situation with Iowa State next week. Rutgers sure. has a bye. They yep. don't have anything to look for. Look, Correct. You know, look ahead to. Here's the deal. I have already seen parts of Hawkeye Twitter, not all of Hawkeye Twitter, but then just parts of college football Twitter already writing this up as a gigantic Iowa easily covers. No, I think this is a tough one. I I got I mixed it up with a couple non Iowa fans that thought for sure Iowa would just run away with this. And boy, that's not the game I am seeing Mm -hmm. here at all. What are you? I this was one of the tougher ones. I'm just I'm leaning Iowa minus 19 and a half and I kind of like the under 49. I love Rutgers plus 19.5 and I love the under 49. Okay. This has 24 to 13 written all over it. So I'm going to call okay. it right now. 24 This or, is your pick of the week dude, here. Yes, this is my pick of the week. In fact, I'll I'll up I'll say 27 to 13. Okay. So that's a two touchdown lead. Five and a half points under the spread. All right. To me, um, I, I do want to see. Uh, I I, I want to see if Rutgers can not turn the ball over. Okay, because I'm pretty much banking on the fact that they're going to play a cleaner game. I will say, okay. sloppy game again. If they turn the ball over two or three times like they did last week, then I will cover. Yeah. It. So I'm banking on. The message has finally gotten through. I actually watched Chris Ash in his uh, okay. press conference. I watched a little of it. Yeah. yeah, and they he he mentioned something along the lines of, guys, I also know that turnovers are a bad thing. Trust me, we're talking to our team about it. Like right. he wanted to okay. reassure the Rutgers fans. Like so, we we don't we don't want to turn the ball over. We know that Chris played ball in Iowa. Is yep. he from Iowa? From Iowa, yeah. played football at Drake. Yeah. Uh, his uncle coached the team at Drake. Oh, is that right? Uh, okay. But he had time at Iowa State. He actually mentioned that in the press conference too. All of his family are Hawkeye fans. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Um, not that they're necessarily cheering for Iowa in this game, but that's how he grew up. On, on, the, on the Hawkeye side of things, um, I really liked what I saw out of the wide receivers last yeah, week. Yeah, I did too. I thought it opened up lanes for uh, uh, the running game. I just want to see if I, can I see it two weeks in a row? Sure. Can I see the wide receivers catching balls and and Nate Stanley playing a clean game? Very excited to see if that can happen again. Sure helps to get that transfer wide receiver eligible right away. <laughs> how, how long? How deep in the, the season are we going to get? We're I'm not be, giving up no, ever still, on that. Still going to be there? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be fun. All right. So another game, 11 o'clock a.m. This is on ESPN. Number 21, Syracuse at Maryland. 
This game started out as a two Syracuse favored yeah. by two and a half has flipped all the way to Maryland being favored by two people really like the 79 to nothing blanking yeah. last week for the Terrapins. This over under is at 58 points. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's go a little through some history here. Syracuse, of course, they used to play in the same conference owns a 19 to 15 with two ties overall record against okay, so the Terps. So yeah. Close. Pretty close. Maryland won the last battle in 2014. Now, Dino Babers, head coach, love me some Dino. I love Dino. I think he's my favorite non-Big Ten head coach. He very well might be my favorite non-Big Ten head coach. When they beat Virginia Tech that one time, and that that his his post-game speech went viral, that was awesome. I've yeah. listened to that like 25 Not times. Not contrived, that's who Dino is. Man. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. No, I like Dino. But I think the, the public is going crazy for that 79 that Maryland put up last week, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. This, to me, is easy money. Well, yeah. I think there's two things that they're looking at. They're looking at the 79 yeah. to Donut. Syracuse struggled to beat Liberty okay. 24 to nothing. And it's not like they had all 24 points up on the board at halftime and shut it down. Like they, they okay. struggled to move the ball. They got a brand new quarterback. And that, Syracuse or has, has Clemson coming up next. Correct. Cuse has Clemson. So a little bit of a look okay, ahead. I could see him. I could see that. Yep. So these are the things that, that the Sharps look at. Yeah. These are the things that move lines from two points one way to two points the other way. If Maryland wins this game, it would be the first rank. The first win over a ranked opponent at home since 2010. Mm. So it's it's been a while. We're getting on a decade since they won a, uh, 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 against a ranked team at home. So I guess I'm just going. It's one game for both teams. Okay. I like Cuse here. Love really? Cuse here. Okay. I do, and I like the over two up tempo teams. I think they can put 58 up on the board. All right. Um, I do also like Syracuse plus the two. My thought process is. Vegas probably saw something the first time around, so technically now you're getting four, four and a half points from where the original line was at, mm-hmm. so I'll just kind of stick with Vegas. Um, this definitely seems like an over. That's why I'm going under. I don't blame you. Um, and Syracuse got a good defense. They had a good defense last year. Yeah. They've limited. They've shown the ability to limit spread, you know, explosive offenses. They've done it versus Syracuse, so I think they can do it here. This isn't a, a major long road trip for Syracuse. So, yeah, I, I like the under probably more than I like Syracuse plus two, but that's what I would take. All right, last 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on Big Ten Network. Vanderbilt, the Commodores, coming into Purdue. The Boilermakers are favored by seven over under 56.5. What does Jeff Brom like? Very Tom, good. Got up his sleeve for this one. Well, too bad he wasn't coached back in 1941 and 42 because Vandy is 2-0 and in this series overall versus Purdue. And that's what it was, 41-42. 1941 and 1942. I'm actually kind of surprised Vanderbilt and Purdue haven't played since then. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, they're not that far from, not that each, far other. from each other. Yeah, same well, colors. You'd think they'd get along real well. Kind of like a engineering school type of feel. Yeah, you know, kind of nerdy. They're both pretty nerdy. <laughs> it's you pretty know? nerdy. It's nerdy. I mean, they're it's one of the best engineering schools in the country. Okay, so it's real engineering. Quick, I mean, ag. real quick, Northwestern obviously number one, the Big Ten, and nerdiness is Purdue number two. And now I'd say Michigan's number two. Ooh, Michigan's number two. Yeah, okay. Michigan's number two. Purdue I mean, three. Is that our top three? Uh, it, it gets pretty tight after the top two, I would yeah. say. Okay. Yeah. All right. But they're in that they're in that discussion, I think. <laughs> okay. And all the astronauts. I mean, yeah, tons of astronauts. Yeah, it's good. Um, for me, we, we've bagged on Purdue a little bit. Yeah, here. a little bit. Um, not bagged on them so much as we just we see what we see, which is a young team. A lot of that showed in the home opener. And with what, that being said, they put up a lot of yards. Yeah, they did. But then they. We're not running the ball at all. Now, with that said, Vandy gave up a ton of rushing yards last week, but it was a good Georgia team. To Georgia. Yeah. They got beat 30-6 to six by Georgia. They, they hung in there. I mean, yeah. it was a game into the second half. Um, I just don't think you can get through a season just throwing the ball. No. No. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm surprised this line is so far in favor of Purdue. Right. I like Vandy here. Everything that you just said. I agree with. Yeah. Is accurate. I don't trust Purdue to not turn the ball over here. No, I don't either. I don't know if I'm going to get Elijah scintillating or Elijah Cindelard. Yep. Um, I am also concerned 
with Purdue's ability to run the ball. I'm also concerned with Purdue's ability to stop the ball. I don't know what Vegas is looking at on why that Purdue is favored by seven, and this started as a larger line. Did it start that way? Okay. Yep. Other than it's Vegas, so I'm taking Purdue to cover the seven. Yeah, I don't blame it you. Because it is the stupidest. Because it seems so ridiculous, so right? something's up, and we're going to watch this game, and probably and with this being an over-under 58, I, I'm staying away from that, but if I had to choose, I would, I would go under. I'm going under. It'll probably wind up being a low-scoring game. <laughs> That's like Purdue 24, Vanderbilt 14. Yeah. That's what's going to wind up being, something silly like that. Right? I know. Weird. I know. Believe me, I had those thoughts, but I just I couldn't let logic not take Vandy. I always do that in week two, and I suffer, and I'm finally going to learn okay. from my so, – okay. I'm trying to turn a new handicap and leaf this year. All right. Well, so let's that's, that's let's remember that one for, yeah. the, for the recap. Yeah, okay. for sure, because I'll probably regret every single thing and said I should have just trust what I saw on the paper. Okay. So we are out of the morning games into the afternoon games. First one up, Central Michigan goes to number 17, Wisconsin. 2.30 p.m. games on Big Ten Network. Badgers favored by a robust 35 points hmm. over under 51.5. Central Michigan last week struggled to beat Albany. Yeah. 38 to 21. Do we know do, do we know the head coach at Central Michigan? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. It's um, I'll give you a hint. No, I know who it is. He may or may not have humped a whale. It, yeah, it's a McElwain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a shark. shark. Come on. Sorry, shark. Come on. Give him some credit. <laughs> um, You know, Jim, Jim McElwain gets a lot of crap, but he's he's had a successful football career. I mean, yeah, I don't think he did he well up being the head Colorado coach of State, Florida. Right? Yeah. Um, but new at uh, uh, Central Michigan, I seriously doubt they have – they exactly know what they're doing offensively. So it's year one, right? right? It's year yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. He was in the Big Ten last year. I think he was still. Oh, he was, was he? Out, he was helping out khaki pants. Last was he year. helping khaki pants? Yeah. So no doing? previous matchups, by the way. Okay. Which is a little surprising, too. That's depressing for you. That's your stat, man. You love. I love going back to the history. But hey, you're part of the history right now. I'm part of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So CMU, they were bad last year. They're going to be bad this year. God, I hate these huge spreads of 30 yep. but i see so look what they did to south florida a solid team on the road last week right i'm going wisconsin damn and it fair, at home cover that 35. to cover that 35 and i'm going with the over okay um i see a similar game as last week sure see. sure dude i i get it um i i, I think just something i i rewatch in the wisconsin game mm -hmm. um watch it live rewatch it again is it is it possible that Jonathan Taylor is even better this year than he was last year? Oh, he I think it's possible. And looked faster and quicker than he did last year. The other thing is, I don't think that guy is ever going to get injured. <laughs> just, just had a conversation today. Really? Same thing. Like, what is that? Like, if you start doing traits on a running back, yeah, right. Vision, amazing. It's there. Burst, absolutely. Top speed, end speed, power, power. He's got doesn't it all. get hurt. And he's, he was catching the catching ball. No, he's catching the ball. No. And he Dear didn't God. fumble. And he didn't fumble last right, week. Right, which, you know, he's had That's it. Yeah. That's what stops him from being a ninety nine is he's is he's had the fumbles in the past. But if he has cured that, there is literally by the way, by all accounts, he's a great guy and teammate. Is Everybody he? loves him. His offensive line loves rants and raves about him. Yeah, and we talked about this before. And he's from New Jersey. Go figure. Yeah. Well, he was committed to Rutgers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Originally. Yeah. And yeah. then Wisconsin came on late. Well, I think a bunch of teams came on late, but um um, yeah, again, I just, I see, I think this team after seeing them last week, it's just one week. This is overreaction week, right? It is overreaction week. But they had a cancer last year on the team and they don't have that anymore. I see it. It's a total, it looked like a totally different team. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to, I think they're going to keep it rolling. Right. I mean, me and you both picked Wisconsin to finish, finish second in the big 10 West. They were, they were consistently ranked third or fourth picked in their division. Coming in this year. Yeah. Tons of people did. Some people were predict predicting them to miss a bull. Now, suddenly, that's one of those things. One forty nine to donut. Right. All of a sudden, everyone, well, well, look at Wisconsin. They're, yeah. they're, they look like they look like old Wisconsin. Now, I'm with you. That's an overreaction it is. to last week. They deserve that 49 to nothing donut. Not trying to take it away from them. But I think USF was like literally deer in a headlight caught 
Yeah. Like, they just was not what they're expecting, okay. that physical a game. They turned the ball over early. It just took off from there. It kind of snowballed. Snowballed, sure. Um, so I don't – I see a very good Wisconsin team, but I see some points getting put up on the board by Central Michigan. Oh. So – I love, love, this is one of my best plays. Okay. Love the over yep. in this game. And because I think there's going to be points put on the board, I will take uh, I'll take Central Michigan plus the 35. Okay. All right, another 2.30 p.m. game. This is on the CBS Sports Network. The Illinois Fighting Illini traveling all the way to the northeast corner of the country to play UConn. By the way, I can't keep UConn and UMass separate. They're the I, same it's so crappy. Hard. It's kind yeah. of a basketball program. It's a crappy football program. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me. Okay. Illini favored by 21 and a half points. Over-under is 59. Last week, UConn barely beat <laughs> Wagner 24 yeah. to 21. Yeah, they played better than it looked, but th- but they did. I okay. mean, they like out way more first downs, way more yards. They just weren't putting it all together. I'm not making an excuse for them, but it it wasn't as bad as it looked. So no previous matchups here, but this oh, one man, is hold on. Two. But this is interesting. Illinois is their biggest road favorite since 19 guess 47. <laughs> no, come on, it's not <laughs> the, the biggest Illinois road favorite. The biggest, you know, the most they've been favored on the road. Oh, since. that's not how I was taking the question. Okay. Um, Sorry, did you say it yet? Most they've been favored on, on the, the road, road since, since I would say 1984. Wow. Okay. I I would not have gone that far back. 1991. Okay. Oh wow. So remember okay. last week when we were talking about the Akron game? Yeah. And I was looking up the history and I'm just like reading about the game. I'm like, oh, I was at this game. Right. Right. Same freaking thing. 1991, they played at Northwestern. I was there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You're all over the place. So it was a terrific. Oh, so old Northwestern. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pre Barnett. It was actually Denny Green's last year at Northwest. I remember Denny Green standing on the sidelines. It was a torrential downpour. Verduzco is the quarterback for Illinois. Couldn't do anything all day. And they had this their middle linebacker. His name was I think it was Ed Sutter was also their punter. Nice for Northwestern. Nice. And it was the ugliest game. Like just I was going there expecting to see my vaunted line. I just. Crush totally roll the yeah. Wildcats and the Wildcats won the game. So what you're saying is Northwestern, let them off the hook. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Denny Green. We, we, if you want to crown them, crown their crown ass. ass. All right. Speaking of crowning them, I'm crowning Illinois as America's favorite team right now, man. Oh, oh really? Dude, everybody is getting in on the Illini. Isn't right? it weird how that happens? Yes, it is. Weird. Like how I have fast been waiting that to turns. Ask, I've been waiting to ask, how are you feeling with this newfound Big dick energy that it, is coming out is of the Champaign, Illinois. It is right weird now. because I mean, you know, we talk about we kind of make fun of of Braun being the demigod and Frost right. being the the next demigod because it just happens so quick. People fall in love with someone so quick. It's been one week and they beat a terrible Akron team. But this is reaction week right here. But right? people are seeing it is it's overreaction week one stuff. They're 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 seeing Brandon Peters though too. That's yeah, what I've I heard think a lot of talk about. And him. I think people think Lovey has to control of the defense, simplify yep. things down. Everybody knows Lovey's history in the NFL and just being a defensive guru. Yep. That's all the things. That, and it's the same things that are leading to your optimism, too. Sure. That's what other people are seeing. Well, I guess, yeah, they, they're finally seeing it actually right. you know, on their TV screen. So were you a little surprised to see a line only favored by 21.5 no, points? No, I didn't. I don't think. I'm not surprised it was only 21. No. Okay. I mean, we're still talking about Illinois. Okay. I, they've got a lot to prove. Okay. Now, with that said, I've heard a lot of rumblings like it, it, from people in the know. This is free money for going for Illinois. To cover the 21. To cover the 21. Right, this is one of my favorite plays this week. Yeah. I like the 21.5. I also like I like it going over 59. I see, see a lot I don't. Of, really? Okay. Lovey's not going to run the score up. Well, if the game's in control, he's getting his guys out of there. But I see... Some points on the board for UConn here. They I see had, some. Because I looked it up. They 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 did have a decent amount of yards. So yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't love the over. I definitely like Illinois twenty one point. I just see. I see a little bit of regression back to the mean for the Illinois defense. Okay. Especially when you're on the road. Yeah. But you aren't slowing down the Illini rushing attack. That's no. good. That travels. That travels. And and they'll be fine throwing the ball too. And even if Brandon Peters makes a mistake or two, because sure. I'm not saying he will, I just I could see it happening on the road type of deal. I still see a sloppy 
you know, 38 to 20, 38 to 17 type of game, something like that, where there's enough points on the board. And going back to Mike Epstein, who we talked about earlier. Yeah, he's out. This doesn't hurt nearly as bad as like losing Bobby Roundtree okay. or losing Marquez Beeson. Right. right. Uh, they've got plenty of running backs. I mean, I do still think Epstein was the best overall running back, but even if... If uh, Corbin's not having a good game, Rayvon Bonner, um, Dre Brown, you got a couple younger guys too, so they'll be fine at running back. So yeah, I I really like Illinois over or Illinois to cover the twenty one and a half, and I like the under for the total fifty nine. Okay, all right. Last afternoon game, Eastern Illinois out of the FCS ranks going into Bloomington to play the Indiana Hoosiers, two thirty p.m. This is on BTN. No line on this game. Um, Eastern Illinois lost to Chattanooga last week. They did, but yeah. it's because of turnovers. Okay, I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. I just they, saw otherwise they played them pretty, you know, pretty tight. Okay, so Chattanooga also out of FCS ranks. Oh, correct? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the moccasins. Ooh, nice the mocks. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Who is the receiver? What's the big receiver from San Francisco, Dallas? Um, goofball. Um. Don't Hall know. of Famer. What? Yeah. Yeah? From from Chattanooga. Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> It'll come to you right yeah. after we get done recording. Anyways, here's what I'm looking at, Indiana. All right. Look good on offense and look good on defense. Yeah. This this should be a 42-7 to seven yeah. game type of deal. And don't control, turn the ball over. Control the line of scrimmage. Correct. Too. Correct. Yeah, please. And, uh, please do that. Uh, Stevie couldn't get going last week. Let's make sure he gets going this week. He should have a minimum of 125 yards rushing. I would think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it just seems like Indiana doesn't play a ton of clean games on both sides of the ball at the same time. That's probably true. And they, they don't seem to play these teams very well, but then they'll play Michigan State well. But it's still not clean on both sides of the wall, the ball. Okay. And then they wind up losing those games. Like we we both expect them to win this game easily. Just just don't make it look crappy at, at parts of the game. Does that make sense? And Penix don't turn the ball over. Right. That's another one. When he looked good last week, though, he looked good. He looked great when he yeah. Looked, and and yeah. by the way, we got to give him a little bit of slack. That's his first time starting. First he's start. Have a little bit of uh, nerves, but and he's coming off an ACL. Correct. So yep. All right, so that gets us into. Oh, we should probably say IU wins the game. Well, yeah, we both said I. I've already okay. said that. Yeah. All right, so that'll get us into the evening games. We got two six thirty games and a nine thirty game. First six thirty game up, we will go with the with Buffalo coming into Happy Valley to play the number fifteen Penn State Nittany Lions. This game is on Fox. Nittany Lions are favored by twenty nine point five. The over-under is 56. Buffalo beat Robert Morris 38-10 to 10 last week. Just to make sure our listeners know, Robert Morris is not a single guy. It's a whole It's, a whole it's not a man. It's right. a school. Yeah. Do we know? Do you, uh, you, would you, do we know who Robert Morris was? I think they're originally? in Chicago. Yeah. Chicago area. Pretty sure, yeah. Robert Morris from Chicago. I believe so. I, I did not know that. Bean counters, double-check that. Okay. All right. All right. So we know James Franklin likes to run the score up, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we got going for us here. We got also a young Penn State team trying to prove themselves. Yep. Like, they're probably loving the fact that everyone's talking about them winning 79-7. to Mm -hmm. They want to keep that going. You got Sean Clifford. He's got a lot to prove. Man, I really like Penn State. Yeah. Plus the over here. Yeah. So Penn State covering the 29.5 plus the over. Plus the over. I'll do you one better. Okay. Everything you just said about the offense is accurate. I do believe Sean Clifford, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, probably a little bit better thrower than people know. Definitely a little bit better runner yeah, than people know. Saw that. They've got talent all around them on the skill positions. They'll play. This isn't a stout enough opponent to cause the Penn State offensive line issues, which I still you still have, have my questions. Okay, about, is the Penn State offensive line, but not enough of a push here. To slow down the offense. So you're not so overreacting after week one and just not assuming over- they're, they're, they're a bunch of road graders on the offensive line. Still very much in love with this team, uh, but we haven't even got to the best part of the whole team, which is the entire front seven. Yeah. I Buffalo has been on a scoring push the last couple of years. They had that 
seven foot four tall quarterback yep. last year. He's gone, but they have a freshman this year. Did correct. you know that? Yep. But still a pretty good game last week. They yeah. obviously have a, a offensive system in place of Buffalo that they know how to put up on the parts, put up the points, blah, blah, blah. Wait until they run into this Penn state team. And with it being a night game, mm-hmm. I know it's saying it's not a whiteout, right. but it's not like the Nittany line fans are going to snooze their way through this thing. This could get ugly early. Love covering the 29.5. Love, love, love covering the 56. Because I do still think Buffalo will put some points up on the board. But even if they put 14 points up on the board, if we think Penn State's going to easily win this thing by over 30 points, we're already, you know, up into the 40s there. So I think we can definitely get over 50. Oh, and I remember it. Terrell Owens. Terrell Terrell Owens. That quarterback. Wait, Terrell he Owens? played for the Mox, the Chattanooga Moccasins. He did? He did, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, there's a fun fact to know and tell. All right, another 6.30 p.m. game. This is on BTN. Western Michigan coming into East Lansing to take on the number 19 Michigan State Spartans. Line Sparty by 16 over under 46.5. Kind of forgot to bring this up last podcast, but I guess it works up to bring it now. If Mark D'Antonio wins this game, as they're predicted okay. to do, he will tie Duffy Doherty oh. for the all-time sure. wins leader for head coaches at Michigan State. Legend. By the way, is there a better old-timey coach name oh, that's a good than one. Duffy Doherty? You know what comes close, though? Bernie Bierman <laughs> oh, yeah, from Minnesota. Pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a good that, one. Th- those are, those yep. are like 1A one and 1B one one right Absolutely. there. Uh, what are we looking for here? Well, first of all, we got uh, Michigan State has a 11-game winning streak going versus Western Michigan. They haven't lost since 1919. Now we know that Western Michigan's good. He that program was built up by beat uh, beat Monmouth 48-13 last week. Okay, built up by the Big Ten Zone PJ Flack. Yep. They usually place these these directional Michigans usually play Sparty pretty close, don't they? They do historically. Now, Sparty didn't score a heck of a lot last week. What are they going to do this week? Can they cover that 16? I'm leaning towards them covering the 16, waking up a little bit on offense. Did you see Mark D'Antonio in the press conference? Did not. He came in mad. Okay. He, he was mad. He was mad at his offense. for he, he was mad at his offensive lineman for not finishing blocks. Really? He was mad at his wide receivers for mm. not downfield blocking for his running backs. And he just like it was actually hilarious. He started out just just mean, and he kind of like went on this whole rant, uh-huh. and then he stopped and he goes, "I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes I come in these press conference, I'm in a bad mood. Okay. Sometimes I come in and you guys put me in a bad mood. <laughs> I don't know. I Sometimes I, was... I can't sell any snake oil, <laughs> and I really get pissed off. I thought it was hilarious, but I don't. You know what? It also just reminded me of, or made me think of it. I should say. A coach that can just say whatever the hell he wants at a press conference because he knows he's only got like 10 or 11 oh, okay. he's left <laughs> until he. But not not quite Jim Mora status no. of playoffs. Right. Playoffs. right he's right. not firing himself. It's no. just like, I don't give a crap I don't give anymore. A crap. Yeah. Um, he knows he's going to re- reach uh, our boy Duffy in wins by the end of the year. He's going to yeah. tie him this weekend. I definitely think Michigan State's going to win the game. I was on your side for a while there where I just thought. Michigan State is just gonna just just stomp them out. I don't know about no stomp them out. Well, the defense will be the defense, and yeah. it's time for the offense to wake up. Yeah. I, I definitely was was leaning that way. I have got to see this team run the ball. They yeah, for no. them to put up big points. They're they're not bombing away. They are putting up big points because the running game and the passing game are in sync, and it has not been in sync yeah. for and a long time. We know they have good uh, offensive line. But we they don't have very good running backs, but that I don't think that matters. I, their offensive line should be able to let them run the ball. I think should be should but, be, but it didn't happen. Last I know it week. didn't happen. Um, I'm still leaning MSU, but I do like the under here. Yes, love the under. I'm going to take unders with Michigan State involved until yeah. something so, shows right. me different. Because one thing we know for sure that's not up for debate, that front seven is going to make the day miserable. Yeah. for Now, I think Western Michigan has enough pop where they can move the ball. They can get yeah. the ball down the field a couple times where they won't look as atrocious as Tulsa did last week. So that's where I think a couple points come from. Uh, but not enough for Michigan State to, to cover the 17 points or uh, 16 points, excuse me. But yet... 
under the seven. So uh, you think Western can run the ball forward as opposed to backward? (laughs) Well, at least that 73 yards backward, I would think they would do. Like, where do you think they set the goal at? In all honesty, where do you think that Western Michigan have set the goal for rushing yards? Uh, 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just enough to keep keep a little bit of balance going, right? Yeah. That'd be my guess, too. I tried to explain the negative 73 yards rushing to my wife and son, who were not born in this country. It just I couldn't get it through to them. They're yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. just I'm like they. You don't understand. They went backwards. Right. The goals go forwards. They were going nothing, no. just right over their heads. No, it's even hard for me to grasp. And I've been watching this yeah, sport. Yeah, that's my true. Life. All right. So latest game in the night. Also, one we kicked around for Big Ten game of the week. This is at nine thirty p.m. Ooh, ooh, tick, 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 tick. got a body clock thing going on here. CBS Sports Network. The Minnesota Golden Gophers going all the way to the left coast to play Fresno State. Gophers favored by three, over under 48.5. Last week, Fresno State hung tough with USC. Yeah. Did lose that game. Unfortunately, did not freaking cover USC, but they did lose. I think it's generally universally accepted that Jeff Tedford is a good coach for oh, Fresno yeah. State, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still at Fresno State. I'm surprised Did somebody's great somebody's at Cal. Scooped him up. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking here? First of all, history, Minnesota 1-0 all time, winning that game last year. So Minnesota going to the left coast. We know we don't like these. You got the body clock. You throw that baby in there. Yeah. Uh, Fresno played Minnesota tough last year here in Minneapolis. They're predicted to win their division again this year. Uh, I just see a lot of things going in the favor of Fresno here. Yeah. Um, Fresno has a really experienced defensive line, too. I don't Correct. know if you look yep. that deep into it. Yep. Versus the Gophers, and again, overreaction week here, but the Gophers' offensive line did not look very good last week. Right. I really like Fresno to cover this one, and I just don't see a lot of points from either team here. So okay. I, I like Fresno in the under. Okay. This is a reoccurring theme here on this podcast. Number 57 or what is this? Somewhere around there? Oh, we're 65 oh, or 6 oh, now. Nice. We're in yeah. the 60s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a theme going on here, which is me agreeing with everything that you're laying down okay. for the reasons. <laughs> but, <why. laughs> but, however. Okay. This is, the, you. I can use this for for the Gophers, this from last week. I could use it with the Iowa State Cyclones as well. When you play those little brother teams, okay, there's little brother teams, and there's little brother teams that got the extra edge, which is yeah. a lot of Minnesota kids and North Dakota kids yes. that didn't get the offer from the Big Ten school. So that's what we had last week with SDSU. Shaking their fist at Coach Fleck. How dare you not offer <clears throat> me? So you got that along with, you know, they have been looking at that game. Minnesota hasn't been looking at it. Minnesota's probably been looking forward to the trip out to Fresno to get out to California sure. and play in kind of a unique spot more than they were playing SDSU. Okay? Sure. Or okay. looking to play SDSU. SDSU seriously probably worked on the Minnesota game plan for two weeks, two and a yeah. half weeks during camp. They spent a ton of time okay. game planning for that. They just don't put too much into week one. Okay. Out of all oh, the I, things, I, I'm going to. This is overreaction week right okay. here. This is there are there are a ton of stuff that we saw last week that Minnesota is going to have to get figured out. Yeah, I think they can get a ton of it figured out. The only thing that I'm nervous about them getting figured out is the pass pro, like mm-hmm. around the edges. But a lot of the heat that was happening was just simple twists and stunts, yeah. like we talked last right. week. They'll get that at least that part you'd think so right ironed out the other side of it that's going to happen is i do understand fresno state's got a pretty good front seven minnesota just got this feeling they're gonna get back to getting themselves into more manageable downs the other side of this i know that fresno state is not in the pac-12 but this is a late night game Mm mm-hmm Goofy shit's going to go down in this game because that's how it goes in these late night games. Yeah. This is going to be out of nowhere, an offensive explosion. Oh, lots of okay. points on the board. Wow. So I'm going over the 48 and a half points. Then on top of it, I had said before the podcast uh, or when we were doing our team preview, I was talking to Minnesota buddies. I don't like those West Coast games. I don't like those body clock games, but Minnesota's got some sort of force field 
around him in these games. They're what like it... one of the only Big Ten teams that seems to play well in these goofy situations. And because I wholeheartedly expected Minnesota to be dogs in this game, okay. what are they doing being favored? Vegas is on to something. Okay. I'm taking the Gophers to cover the three points. Do you think the Batman Pez dispensers may have something to do with it? <laughs> but I <laughs> I is that, maybe that was that factoring in Go at ahead. all? You gotta. You, most people don't know. Oh well, ended. PJ handed out Batman Pez dispensers to his players this week. I really don't know why, though. I just, well, he's got some sort of inspirational he's got thing. He's got themes. Okay, so I know he there's, likes there's Batman. Book he, themes. There's TV themes. This year, it's a movie theme. Okay, so uh, his one of his favorite movies is The Dark Knight. Yeah. So there's more to it. I, that's that's as far as I wanted to read into it. But yeah, Batman things. Yeah. So they all have Batman Pez dispensers now. All right. Um, well, so I guess that gets us through that game, um, which gets us into the the number twenty five Nebraska Cornhuskers traveling a little bit west into Colorado to play the Buffaloes. This is a two thirty p.m. game on Fox. The line is the Cornhuskers favored by four. Over under is 65. What do you got? Got a lot of history here. A lot of history. So if you were, if I told you that they played exactly 70 games in their history, what would you think the, the record would be for Nebraska? Obviously, Nebraska has owns the overall record. 50 and 20. Whoa. No kidding. Yeah. 49, 19 and 2. Oh. You nailed it, man. I'm, I'm considering nail that it. nailing it. Yeah, that's pretty darn close. That's, yeah, that's close enough. I, I mean, I count it. Over, I, I know over the last, since about 2000, 2000, it's about even. I think, okay. I think, I think Nebraska's got like a game or a game or two ahead of them since they played. So. And then before that, it was a huge stretch where Nebraska won like every game. Yeah. And then in the like fifth, like mid fifties to mid sixties, Colorado was got, got in. On them. Yeah. Got, got after him pretty good. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty so this is a rivalry, what, right? Absolutely. Do you know the name of the rivalry? Oh boy, no, I don't. There is no name. Oh, okay. Of the rivalry yeah, because say. the old Big Eight wasn't fun. They didn't like that stuff. <laughs> by the way, How dare you? By the way, when you think of an old Big Eight advertiser, what do you think of an old Big Eight advertiser? I don't know. Phillips sixty six was man. it? Did I don't know. I don't Phillips remember 66? that. Sixty six was no. that? Okay. I don't know. I thought that would be something. Good deep would... cut, though. I yeah. like that. So yeah, I I I check. There 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 is no. They they don't play for a trophy. No, this doesn't have a, a name. Um, but it has been on document. It's been documented by Nebraska fans that Colorado fans are among the worst on the planet. See, I that I, I'm not saying they are or aren't, but that would surprise me. Surprise me. They too. seem like pretty laid back folks in in the Denver well, area, right? As my question was to my our Nebraska friend, does Colorado act like this to any other fan oh, bases? Okay, but seems to be a pretty much accepted situation that Colorado fans have thrown bottles of urine, okay, and batteries at the Nebraska fans and coaches. Okay, so I've decided to call this the. The Urine Battery Bowl. All right. How do we like that? The Urine Battery Bowl. Sponsored um, by Duracell. <laughs> and porta potties. I don't know. Uh, last week, Colorado uh, beat their rival, Colorado State, 52 to 31. Something kind of interesting that, though. Colorado State turned the ball over four times okay. in that game. Yeah. So there was a big assist by uh, 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 Colorado State to help Colorado out in that game. Yeah, so Colorado, not a good team. I don't have a ton of confidence in them. Now, there's this big campaign from the Nebraska fans to to paint Folsom Field yep. red, right? Yep. And there was a even bigger campaign by Colorado to quote unquote get the red out. Okay. Which just which just pissed Nebraska it, yeah, fans it's, off. It only right? means there's going to be more of correct, them, right? Correct. Yeah. So they're they're estimating like fifty percent of each fan at the game, which I think seems about right. Uh, even yeah. Bill McCartney, the old Colorado coach. Basically got on TV and pleaded Colorado fans to essentially oh, no kidding. Yeah, to show up for the game. Bill McCarty is the one that essentially contrived the, the rivalry, which yeah, was he basically got I need he, to pick somebody out when yeah. he came in. I'm going to get this team going. And it worked. These teams, these fan bases hate each other. <laughs> right. I don't think too many people don't consider this a rivalry. Did you ever see that the Bill McCartney 30 for 30? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was good. tremendous. Really man. good. Really so good. So good. Yep. Um, wow. Speaking of head coaches, I uh, Colorado's head coach, Mel Tucker. Yeah. Really liked that guy. He would also be in the running for one of my favorite head coaches that's not okay. coaching in the Big Ten. Now, I know he... Nebraska fans probably don't want to hear that, but they've got no history with Mel Tucker. This no. is the first time, you know, they've they played. Did, but did you see Mel Tucker's quote no. last week? He was basically talking about how he's sick of the SEC being talked about and how the Pac-12 is basically viewed as like a country club uh, football conference. Okay. And basically, he's like, we're going to try to change that here in Colorado and make this a rough and tough play, place to play football. So now, only, now only his, one game in. but Is it his second year or first year? This is his first this year. This is his first year. Yep. See, that's even more reason to like Nebraska here. I think Nebraska was just kind of sleeping last week. There was definite issues – Along the offensive line yeah, last week there's for that. Nebraska. Like, it is hard for me to look at the Nebraska team that I saw last week versus um, uh, South Alabama and to look at that offensive line to think this will wind up being a, a dominant offensive line at any point this year. With that and being said, not. it was it looked worse last week than I think it will yeah, the rest of the year. Most be- of it had to do with just the consistently horrible snaps by yeah. the center. And it just com- like every offense is a timing offense to a certain degree. Nebraska's type of offense is one thousand percent timing offense. When the snaps were that off, it just threw everybody off. I think Adrian Martinez, he he's not a god. It, Nebraska fans, I know it's h- tough to come, but he got rattled in that game because of because of the bad snaps. I think that's probably true, but I can't see him having that bad of a game again. No, that's I mean what I'm he, he ran thirteen times for six yards or something. And part like that. of the 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 bad rushing stats was chasing down a couple bad snaps, okay. jumping on him, which yeah. obviously is going to affect your rushing stats. On the flip side, of, so basically what I'm saying is, I be- believe Nat- Nebraska is going to go back to the mean on both sides of the mo- of the ball. So the offense is going to look a lot better than the yeah. offense did last week. Another thing that will help that along is I don't think Colorado's got a very good defense no. as well. On the other side of it, I do think Nebraska or uh, Colorado has a good offense. Very experienced quarterback. Did you hear what he said? What? He said uh, Nebraska's doing enough talking for the both of us. Ooh, that's a So that's there's some bulletin board material for the buffs right now. And there was a lot of bulletin board material given by Nebraska players they they came out pretty quick this week and we're talking about it um there's no doubt scott frost views this himself as a gigantic rivalry um lavisca chenault is yeah if not the best receiver in college football he's in the team picture sure so i just i see nebraska's defense i know they faced a lot of turnovers or excuse me forced a lot of turnovers Last year, do I think they can get one or two again this game? Yes, absolutely. Do I think they're going to take two back to the house on a fumble and interception and a punt? No, you're 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 typically not going to get 21 points out of your defense and special teams. So, whereas I think or Nebraska's defense has taken a step up, you're going to see a lot of yards and points put yep. on the board by Colorado. So you th- you say this is a high scoring game, huh? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a sixty-five point I know, over under it, for a reason. Well, I, I'm not saying it's not going to be a high scoring, but that just seems way too high to me. I really, th- th- my, these are two of my favorite plays of the week. I really like Nebraska minus the points, and I like the under. I like Nebraska covering the four. Do I love the over as much as you seem to love the under? No, but I mean, a thirty-one to thirty game. That's sixty-one points. Yeah. right there. To, to me, this seems like both teams are definitely getting to 30. Okay. Somebody's probably getting to 40. This seems more wow. like a – I'm thinking like a 42 to 31 Nebraska win. Okay. It's going to be a barn burner, man. All right. All right. That's it, man. That – so once uh, the Minnesota game ends at about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, Sunday morning, just like that, we're going to be through our second week of Big Ten football. I always feel like – the week week one and week two, the weekend between flies by as fast as anything because you got Labor Day in there. You yeah. got a full you got a full five days of of college football. Then you got to go through that withdrawal syndrome on Tuesday night when all of a sudden you realize like I've got no college football game to watch. Two days without and football. then the dirty NFL yeah. takes Thursday night football. I'll never forgive away them from for us. that. But at least it is the Packers Bears, so that's I know good for it, you. I'll be watching it, but I'll just never forgive the NFL for getting their greedy hands on the Thursday night. The Thursday night games are ridiculous. I, I feel like it's uni- it's unanimously 
agreed no. upon by NFL fans that they don't like. Nobody the likes it. But no. They, but they still do it. Yeah. And then they did the stupid jersey things with all uh, red and all yellow the jerseys. Color rash. What, <laughs> color rash. Yeah. Is that a color rash? Yeah. Why have I heard that before? That's good. It's a uni watch thing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'll give a plug to them at uni-watch.com. Nice. For everything athletics aesthetics, if you're a, a uni nerd like myself. Yes. Yes. That's all I got. That's it, man. All right. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Interact with us. That is the most fun part. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thanks a lot. <laughs>